Hello, and welcome back to WSPE, your worst shaving podcast ever. I'm your host, Tim Tillock, joined always by my awesome co-host, Brian Yost of Yost to Coast, and we are bringing you episode six here on the podcast. It is crazy. It feels like we just started yesterday, but here we are, and here you are. I hope you are going to enjoy tonight's episode. I know that we did. We're going to be getting into some topics. One of those is going to be, of course, recent updates within the community. But the other thing that we're going to be talking about tonight is our own experiences with hardware, software, and content creation in general, which is a topic that we love to discuss, and we want it to be of some benefit to those of you that are also looking to do the same. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Alright, hello everybody, and welcome back again to WSPE, your worst shaving podcast ever. I'm your host, Tim Tillock, joined as always by my awesome and terrible co-host, Yost of Yost to Coast. As always, Yost, you know the drill. How are you doing, my friend? I'm great, Timothy. How are you? And again, with the, with the Timothy thing, <laughs> you're the only one that can get away with it. I swear to God. You know, my mother, you know, is, is the main person, and even she... We'll just refer to me as her baby or as her son. Okay, so what am I supposed to refer to you as? Tim, Timmy, Timmy Two Shaves, what do you want? I mean, I, I really don't care. I'm just giving you a hard time. You can call me whatever you want That's because, again, you're my best friend. You can get away <laughs> with it. But, That's you fair. know, I've been called all sorts of things. You know, like in high school, you know, of course, South Park was a thing really big when I was in high school. So, of course, I always got that. Oh, you know. uh, that, that never got old. Turning a corner and then. Someone scares the hell out of you by going, oh, and you're like, oh my God, <laughs> Jesus Christ. But, you know, it even got that in college. But I digress. You know, for now on, I'll just call you Yosty or Yosty Roasty or, you know, I don't know. That's fine. I mean, uh, I've been heard everything. I've heard Yost. Well, granted, Yostacos was new. That was That's new. Nobody's called me that before. But I've had Ooh. Yost Toast, Yost with the most, Yost the Ghost. I mean, anything, you name it, I've heard it. So anything Mad you say skills. is not going to be new. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Well, guys, you know, as always, we typically start off with, you know, some community updates, things that are going on in the community. Um, and there have been several things. I'm going to let Yoast lead the charge on the updates today, and I'll interject. You guys know I've always got to interrupt or say my piece for 20 minutes. Y you know how it is. That's true. Um, <laughs> but before we do that, you know, it's been a hot minute since our previous episode, not too long. Um, but I do want to ask you, Yoast, you know, how was your Halloween? How have you been? Since the last episode. Well, not too bad. Halloween was pretty much a drag, you know, COVID 2020. That's how it is. You know, I didn't do too much. Um, but lately, I've been so preoccupied with um, these restaurants that I've been shooting for. It's been a challenge, but I really enjoy the challenge. Uh, it's taking me out of my comfort zone, which also I like as well. It's teaching me a lot. I'm meeting a lot of people, which is super cool. Uh, a weird thing is tomorrow after work, I'm actually shooting a cooking video for the restaurant owner. So that's a first. And I've always been a huge fan of like Food Network and all those kind of cooking channels. So Same. it gives me a chance to kind of like play around a little bit and I'm, I'm scared. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm really, really, really looking forward to it. And I can't wait to see how that goes. I think that's going to be awesome. And again... You know, I mean, I know last episode we talked about, you know, these new opportunities that you've been presented, you know, and I think that's really, that's really cool. I mean, it's, it's neat to kind of, you know, step out of the comfort zone, step out of what you do on a day to day to kind of test your skills and kind of see if you got what it takes. And it sounds like it's going pretty well. I think this is going to be a really cool opportunity and uh, look forward to seeing what you produce as Appreciate always. It, yeah. If it's kind of what you've been doing, it's going to just be fantastic and we're all going to be like ooh. <laughs> well this is fun you know I, I like expressing myself and i like showing off other people's work and you know this is giving me he lucky luckily gave me the opportunity to do this and so i'm just kind of going with it and see where it goes yeah yeah just keep doing what you're doing and sky's the limit right <laughs> exactly but, but yeah let's talk about these community updates yeah let's get into it you you just you, you carry it away, and I will do my best to keep my mouth shut. 
We'll see how that works out. <laughs> hey, do, do, you know, in most cases, I tend to cut you off more than you cut me off. And so I, you know, cut me off as, as you feel. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know too many of the releases recently. There has been, um, there was Hotel Cecil from PAA, which is a throwback to the Burma Shave. Um, I do have the set. I'm not going to, you know, go into it real deeply, but it's, you know, a powdery clean, kind of gives me a barbershop scent. I mm-hmm. dig it. It's a scent that I like. And like any other PAA fragrance, it lasts a long time. Yes. So good set there. Um, I know Zingari released the Duo BBS live set. Um, I didn't purchase that one particularly. Um, I had heard that the set was kind of, or the scent was kind of weak on that one. Really? Uh, but there again, I don't have the, you know, I, I personally don't have the, I haven't tested it, so I don't know for myself. Just what I've heard from other people that it is kind of weak. Um, I know that um, First Line has a collaboration with Black Mountain Shaving coming out in a couple weeks called Kituwa, mm-hmm. and I had to ask for clarification on how to say that because it doesn't look like it when you see it on the label. <laughs> Maybe that's just me. I don't know. Um, but it's a great scent. There it again. It's like a blend of different fragrances. I wasn't even I wasn't even privy to the information, so I don't know what it's blended with, but it's fantastic. Uh, Riley dropped it off for me yesterday to check out. Um, if you haven't used this 3.8, 3.0 base, I recommend it. It's great, great, great performing Same. set. And um, this new fragrance, Black Mountain Shavings, have, I told him earlier, he has an exceptional sniffer because he did the um, Kodiak base, and I can't remember the name of the set, but it came out, I think, last year, and it was literally one of my fra- favorite fragrances from yes, last year. Yes, the Nantahala, oh I think. Nantahala, thank you, yes. That was probably one of my favorite fragrances from last year and this one here is pretty damn close as well and i agree i mean nanta hollow was awesome i couldn't stop talking about it on my instagram page and i was one of the lucky ones he did send me a couple of his testers before he had like the the final product mm-hmm. and that was an awesome collab between him and murphy mcneil absolutely and i just you know one the kodiak base was really good um, but two, the scent profile on Nantahala was just really addictive. I it did was. find the Kodiak base a little soft. So, okay. you know, be a little ginger as, you know, you're loading your brushes and stuff For like sure. that. But the performance of it, I thought was excellent. Um, and I think it actually did use the reason why it was called a Kodiak, uh, the Kodiak base is it used bear tallow. Yeah. Nobody uh, which you don't see that. a lot of. I don't think anybody else uses that as far as I know. Purely skinful uses a bear tallow but they're the only other one that i know oh, of okay. they have like a bar bear shop get it okay <laughs> barber shop <laughs> anyway i'm stupid goof <laughs> but uh, i do want to talk about some of the updates that you'd mentioned because you know a few of them had caught my eye too um specifically i know the duo set mm-hmm. from zingari man you know i was completely aware that that was happening that was a huge release um and she doesn't do you know, a lot of, I mean, she does a couple of like, you know, hey, community input releases and stuff like that on the Tribe page, because the Tribe is essentially like anyone that's purchased a product from Zingariman before can, you know, join this Instagram group that kind of has first dibs on a couple products. It's called the Tribe. Sometimes she'll have like, you know, votes and stuff for the next fragrances. But there is an awesome, awesome duo of guys on um, Instagram. And... They really, I mean, they constantly, you know, put out some really cool videos, some really cool live videos, live shaves and giveaways and stuff like that. Um, They're a good team. And I think, you know, they have a good working relationship with Heather over at Zingari Man. So they had released this product um, and the label looks really cool. But I think, you know, again, we've talked about this on the show and I've specifically talked about this. I don't recall the last time. I went out of my way to buy, you know, software. Sure. Just because I already have tons. And the second thing is that there's just not a lot out there that's just new to me. Like sometimes I'll get seasonal releases because it's awesome. Like this year, Sterling is taking one of my favorite fragrances, just generally year round Christmas Eve that they do every year, but they're stepping it up by offering like a shampoo Ooh. A beard balm, body lotion, I mean, a Damn. full line, and even an EDT in Christmas Eve, which is insane. Okay, you guys absolutely... send me a link to that, because I didn't know about this. Yeah, and Eric Shaves, <laughs> I think it was Eric Shaves and I were talking about it, and he was trying to tell me about, 
you know, fragrances that kind of appeal to that fougere Christmassy kind of scent fragrances that I really, really like this time of year. Well, I like it every time of the year, but yeah, um, this just kind of came out of left field. I got an email update um, from Sterling. So if you guys aren't signed up for email updates from some of your favorite artisans, uh, definitely look into that because you get first, uh, you know, dibs on some of these products as they come out. But um, I saw that while I was at work and I was like, what? Took a screenshot and I'm like, I got to remind myself <laughs> to buy that next pay, payday or something like that. So yeah. I'm going to have to buy that this week. Um, but that was really cool. But, you know, it really surprises me what you said because I, you know, again, there's a couple of reasons and I'll get into the episode tonight why I haven't posted a lot on the Instagram lately. Um, but I hadn't heard anything from anybody about the duo set, which seemed like a huge release. She was making it a really big deal. What, what did you hear about it? Um, one thing I heard that basically, I mean, granted, she has a great soap base. I just heard that the scent was kind of weak. And for a lot of people who liked the stronger fragrance, that wasn't something that they cared for just because mm-hmm. it was so weak. But, you know, it is what it is. And, yeah. you know, it happens with some releases. And I don't, I, I don't know anything about the formulation. Uh, I don't know anything about the oils that go into it. I just know that that can be an issue. But, uh, you know, that just kind of happened to be with the, what the issue that I heard through the community was with that set. Yeah. And I think that's, again... It, it gets harder and harder for me to justify making purchases when, you know, it, to me, it's got to stand out in all categories. And I've always been a big proponent on, you know, go big or go home when it comes to fragrances. I know not everyone ag- agrees with me on that. And that, I think that's why it's a good thing for a lot of artisans to offer an, you know, like an unscented line in their signature base um, yeah. to kind of appeal to those people that really don't, you know, react well to strong scent profiles. Um, but I feel like if you've got a scent profile, you need to be proud of that thing. It needs to be up there at the forefront along with the general, you know, soap based performance, which is sure. kind of a wash for me. I think a lot of them perform similarly nowadays, but, um, oh, I mean now, yeah, the case now, everybody has a damn good soap base. Anything yeah. out there is great. Um, one thing else that I wanted to touch on too, is another product that I've been reviewing lately is uh, the Shave It Shave Co. Um, DE Razors. Have you seen that company? Yeah, the, the one with the red handle, right? Yeah, yeah. That's a company that's fairly new. I, uh, they spawned out of the pandemic as well because we've seen a, you know an influx of, of uh, reviewers, just wet shapers alone, mm-hmm. new companies alone. They were one that spawned out of COVID. Um, I know I'm not going to get too deep into it, but um, small company, they're, they're trying to do right by making all the razors in house. I know the handle, not grant, not the, not the actual like acrylic that's right that, that they turn, but the metal handle itself is, is manufactured in Canada because they're a Canadian company. Um, the, the head is sourced in the USA. And at the, at some point they're wanting to eventually get everything made in Canada, you know, in a local town, which I respect the hell. That's out of. awesome. I think that's great. Um, and there again, the handles come down to custom pours, um, the dad is the one who turns all the handles, not, you know, like anything else, like a brush, custom brush, no, not, no two are alike. They're all so different. Um, if you're granted, I will say the ergonomics are a little different, obviously, cause they're a little bulkier. They're a little different shape. Um, but if you're looking for something that's a unique piece that nobody else has, I would look into them. I think they start around $129. Um, he sent it to me. I got it like in five days. Um, but yeah, wow. it's a great product. Especially coming from Canada and, and with the midst of all the mail stuff right now, it's just, you mm. know, it got really quick. But um, if you're looking for something unique, something a little different, uh, I don't know if they're co- doing custom orders. I don't think so. I know they just released hybrid hybrid handles, which I was kind of kind of nagging him about, too, because <laughs> I, I love the wood and resin mix. And that's something that I still don't own in a brush or and or razor. Um, so I know he just released those and they're really cool. So I highly encourage you to check them out and just see what you think of them. Um, they're definitely unique and different. Well, and for you guys that are, if you're interested, kind of see what they have, um, Yoast had recently posted a, a promotional video, I think, on your YouTube mm-hmm. for that handle. And it really kind of showcases that handle, what it looks like. And I think definitely, at least my time you know, spent in this community, one of the most addictive aspects of it is trying to find something unique that really speaks out to you and your den and what you want that to look like, but also kind of sets you apart from everybody else. And that can sure. be done in a few different ways. Um, you can be looking for antique products that are very rare that nobody else has, which is a huge thing. Um, you look for unique custom, you know, one-off brush handles or really rare limited sets. So that way you can say that's mine. You know, nobody else has that. And you can take unique photos. It really just makes you pop within the community as far as posting content. 
Um, and I think this really would appeal and speaks to a lot of people. We've seen, you know, custom shops that have sprung up, you know, before as far as, you know, creating custom handles and, you know, revamping razors and things like that that can make them unique for you in different color combinations. But I like the idea of the handle and the acrylics. I like that stuff is that they're trying to get everything kind of done in-house within Canada. I like that. I love our what our, you know, brothers and sisters up north always do. Um, I've always been very impressed with Canadian products. Yeah, definitely. Uh, even with the Henson razor, which is a completely Canadian conception and creation. Um, though, you know, I did have a few little nitpicks and things and I couldn't 100% recommend it the build quality was second to none for aluminum mm-hmm. razors um, so you definitely know that you're getting quality when you speak Canadian um, which is something that I really admire um, but yeah I definitely saw that on there and I was like whoa look at that red handle but <laughs> <laughs> very cool yeah and like I said I just want to give them a little shout out and let people know that they exist and check them out because like I said it's a, you know it's a good company and I think they mean well so mm-hmm. check them out for sure um, another new release that came out recently was the Noble Otter Set Firefighter ah yes and I did pick that up I purchased it I got it from West Coast Shaving and uh, I got it a couple days ago and I shaved with it yesterday, I think. Now, granted, I've always liked Noble Otter products. As far as I'm concerned, they have the one of the best labels in the game. Agreed. And, oh, my God. I, I love, I don't like super glossy. I prefer the more matte finish. Um, if anything, just because they look better in photos than <laughs> glossy ones. Because glossy ones, you get so many reflections. But that's just a weird thing with me. Um, but they're super high quality. The um, There's like an outline like of a ring and like a border on the side label. And they're metallic. So and I took a photo of it the other day, or a video, and I posted it. And it just it didn't do it justice. And it just really, the labels alone are just kind of one of the reasons I purchased their products. They have good fragrances. They have a good soap base. But ultimately, their labels just really stand out to me, and I really like them. No, I agree. I mean, Noble Lauder, as far as labels, has some of my favorite labels in the game. One, I'm a huge fan of, you know, otters. I think they're so cute, cute and cuddly. Very cute. If it was, and I saw a little mock map the other day. I don't know if it's true, but I saw that because someone was like, hey, you want to get rid of, you know, all the political anxiety? Well, here's a map of the United States where every state that you can own an otter legally. (laughs) And Oklahoma was one of those states. Oh. And I don't know if there's any credence to that little factoid, that little little meme. But I was like, if yeah, that's true, I can have an one. otter as like a best friend. I could take it to like work. It's my emotional support otter. Keep you know? it in your bathtub. Yeah. Or like, you know, I'm making like seafood in the kitchen and I'm trying to open up a clam. I'm having some difficult times. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, you know, Otty, get up here. You know, you I need go. your need your pro-S with the clam openings. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I want an otter. That's that's all I can say. They're Just cute. They're like a mixture between, you know, like a cat and behavior and like a dog's playfulness with the body of a ferret. Yeah. And I don't know. It's Just cute. It's a win-win. It's a win-win. You can't lose with an otter. You, you just can't lose. And if there's anybody on this show that can't say that an otter is cute, then just get out. You know, I mean, yeah. there's the door. I mean. I agree. I agree. But yeah, um, I know. I remember we had traded months and months, probably actually been over a year ago. I, I can't remember the name of the set, but I got, it, I got it from you, honestly, just for the label. It was the one with the synthetic menthol. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they had a re-release of it, too, and it was, it was their first synthetic menthol release I think they've ever done. And that was Orbit, right? Is that the name of it? Yes, it was Orbit, which is okay. awesome. Yeah, I, I loved it, and I, I've not, I'm not a fan of menthol, but when it comes to synthetic menthol, I love it. Not in the wintertime, summertime, for sure. And that one, I really, really liked. It's it's definitely something special. And again, their, their labels are just, there's almost no competition out there. There's a few that I feel like can almost get to that level. Yeah. Um, and the artist that they choose for that, if you ever follow her page, I can't remember her name for the life of me, but she has her own Instagram page. And the, the quality of the work that she puts out is just so cool. And I have a couple other, other, um, uh, there are a couple other other labels here as well um, that are really, really good. I think the other one that I have that has also, uh, I think it has traditional menthol in it, maybe some synthetic menthol included okay. in there too, but I think it's Northern Elixir, which is like, 
It's got like the sorting hat from like Harry Potter. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. On one of the otters, plus the the night sky, and it just looks so cool. Yeah, um, I've seen that. But kind of another little side of noble otter that I thought was kind of interesting. I, I had a friend that was reaching out to me, and he was talking to me about the recent firefighter release for the noble otter um, soap, and he's like, "Yeah, it's 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 all right." It's not bad. I just need to spend some time with it and get used to it, which sometimes that's just, you know, the way that it is with soap and stuff, right? Sometimes yeah. you have mixed feelings on your first impressions on things. Um, but I remember when I first saw the label, I uh, immediately reached out <laughs> because I'm a huge Fahrenheit fan, like Dior Fahrenheit. Yeah. Um, and um, one of Riley's first releases over at First Line Shave was an homage to Fahrenheit. Yeah, his red, um, his red label. And it was so good. It was so good because Fahrenheit can sometimes be a little overpowering. It can be a little intense for many people, almost offensive. Um, and I thought he really blended keeping with that traditional scent but making it accessible to more people. I really, really, really liked that. I thought he did a great job. And that base, even then, was fantastic. Um, but I immediately saw this firefighter one, and I was like, that screams Fahrenheit. And uh-huh. I know Noble Otter has done duplicate, you know, like, like replications of popular fragrances in the past. Um, so I was like, because they did Kaboom a while back, um, which was an homage to, um, oh, why can I not remember? Um, it's, it's, it's a spice. It looks like a grenade. Why am I forgetting spice the bomb. name? Yeah, Spice Bomb. Sweet Lord. Uh, It's just one of those days for me. But yeah, it was an homage to Spice Bomb. Um, And so I reached out to them. I'm like, hey, I saw this label. Looks awesome. Is this going to be a Fahrenheit thing? And, Mm -hmm. you know, of course, you know, I was was being peppy. I was being fun with it and stuff like that. And they just, like, completely monotone, deadpan, seemed to reply to me. And, you you know, sometimes you can read too much in a reply. Well, of course. um, But they were like, no. We don't do duplicate fragrances. And I was like, whoa, like, like tone it down a little bit. I'm like, what's the big deal? And so I, I respond back like, oh, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I had no idea. I just know that you had done replica fragrances in the past with like Kaboom. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, we haven't done that in some time. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'm staying away from this release. Yeah. I just didn't know where the, the like, and maybe, you know, they've gotten a lot of flack from the community over doing fragrances that are replicating popular fragrances. I don't know. I'm not an artisan. Not a clue. Um, but I was taken aback there because I really, really like Noble Otter. I've talked to them. I've talked about them plenty of times on my Instagram and stuff like that. I wasn't asking for a handout or anything like that. I never have. Um, and just the response you know, on something like that kind of caught me off guard because I just don't know if they were having a bad day or something like that. But I thought they're they were being pretty curt sure. in the in the response. And I was and just unfortunately like, with 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 digital messages and stuff like that, you just can't ever read the tone of somebody. Yeah, and and it, it causes again, you know, that's the first way to start a bunch of nonsense really quickly in the community is reading too much into something. Um, and it just, I don't know, it just rubbed me the wrong way, so I didn't end up buying that particular label. It hasn't turned me off of Noble Otter completely, because again, I, I like what they do with their products. Um, I like their releases. I like their um, their customer service is really, really good, and you know, generally speaking, they, they don't really have, um, as far as I know of in the community, anyone that has a negative opinion of them. Sure. Um, so, and again, they, they stay out of a lot of the stuff. They stay a lot of the drama and everything. They don't get into it, um, which I respect for sure. It just kind of yeah. caught me off guard on this particular release because, again, I'm a Fahrenheit crazy person, and anytime I see anything that, like, slightly resembles Fahrenheit, I'm like, whoa, Artisan's choosing to take that one on because yeah. it is a very polarizing fragrance. You either typically love it or you hate its gas petroleum note you know it just it is what it is what's funny is i've never smelled fahrenheit until riley's red label release i don't remember ever using that when i was in high school my biggest fragrance was chrome that's what i used to wear all the time uh zaro chrome chrome or um curve that was there that was the other one getting super fancy (laughs) absolutely but for those who were curious about firefighter from noble otter 
Um, their fragrance, like I said, is an original blend. And it says it's a light wood, it has light woodsy elements, notes of grapefruit, lavender, red cedar wood, water, sandalwood, ambergris. Um, and they also make the mention that there's no like smoke or fire uh, elements in this. Um, I do like it. It's, what's weird is I, they always talk about, you know, artisan's DNA. I pick up a lot mm-hmm. of similarities in Orbit, but it's very saltwater heavy in my opinion, and I really do dig it. I think it's really cool. Um, good fragrance in there again, too. Their labels are just great. And that's what I heard from a friend of mine as well. Is he's like, he got a lot of that oceanic saltwater kind of very note aquatic. in there that really was prominent. And that, I mean, I love oceanic, um, you know, kind of scents. So, uh, or aquatic is the term I'm looking for. I like yeah. aquatic scents and fragrances, even if it's just a hint and as part of a larger scent note profile. Um, really like it. So, it might be something check out i don't know i mean i love the label so you know that that exactly. speaks for itself but i've totally just bought things based on eye candy guilty as charged but um anyway is that all we had for community updates i think so okay well then we will get into the meat and potatoes of this episode i know you guys are sitting on the edge of your seats with your popcorn anxious and anticipating what we're going to talk about, and it's the greatest thing you've ever heard in your life. I'm just kidding, guys. It's just a fun conversation. It's the worst. <laughs> it's the worst possible thing you could talk about. <laughs> but, I, you know, I was telling Yost that so many times in the community, I see people talking about hardware and software when it comes to posting content on a regular basis, right? Like, so many yeah. of us want to post on YouTube. So many of us want to, you know, post regularly on Instagram. And what does that even look like, you know, and... What can you do with that? You know, what are some of the applications that are available for you to make that easier? And, you know, Yost and I have, you know, tried different things, whether that's different pieces of hardware, you know, different pieces of software to be able to kind of get the look and the feel that we want on our channels. And you guys can always see on my Instagram, always experimenting, always fiddling with Lighting and backgrounds, I get bored with one thing, so I try to transition to something else to see if I like that better. And a lot of it is just comes down to consistency and control for my photos. Easy to go in there, easy to take those photos, quickly edit them, post them, put my blurb up, and then they're good to go. Um, But lately, one of the reasons why I haven't been posting as often is I've been testing out a couple different phones. So I knew I wanted to get a new phone. And I recently found out, so I'm a, I'm a Best Buy crazy person, right? And recently found out that Best Buy is doing there from October 13th all the way to the end of the year. You can, any items purchased from October 15th or October 13th, essentially to the end of the year can be returned up until like the end of January. Oh, wow. Um, returned or exchanged. And that's crazy because I knew I wanted a new phone but I wanted something with flagship specs or something that was unique or interesting, things that I don't normally have access to because I'm not usually saving that kind of change to get a new device. Yeah. Well, I bought multiple devices from Best Buy up until that point that I realized that. And I was like, okay, I had just bought an Android phone. I'd bought the LG G8X, which is kind of like a dual screen foldable phone. It was pretty cool. Um, running some pretty decent specs too. But I said, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and take this time. I'm going to return some of the products that I recently bought, combine those funds, and look at some different phones. So that's what I did. So when I did that, the first phone that I got was the Motorola Razr 5G, which I don't know if you guys are that familiar with those phones. When I was a kid, the Razrs were the cool kid phones. Those were oh, the, the, the rich family phones. The, the, yeah, the flip phones. <laughs> when you were a kid, I was... Already like a grown up. <laughs> well, I mean, we know you're an old how, man. I we keep know. forgetting how young you are. You're a kid, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting here, you know, with my best friend, you know, playing Guitar Hero, and you're already, you know, like living life and doing other things, and whatever. I got a walker. Yeah, right. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm surprised you're not rolling around in a wheelchair. Maybe I agree. Maybe soon. Soon you know. it will be soon. So. <laughs> But, you know, Razer flip phones were the thing. I mean, oh, yeah. and I never once, when I was a kid, had a Razer flip phone. So I had the Sony Ericsson's. I always chose different phones. Hell, my first smartphone was the Nokia Lumia 920 
Windows Phone. The Met- when it ran Windows 8.1, the Metro, you know, interface and all that stuff. The oh, I had inter- a Windows Phone. I, I loved Windows Phones when they first came out. Like, loved them. The thing that killed it for me was lack of app support for several apps that I, you know, kind of relied on at the time. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, you know, it was sad to see that, inter- that user interface go. But, um, you know... With the razors, it was just kind of like, okay, they made a new razor foldable. They've this is the second generation of the new razor phone, so this is the five G model unlocked for any carrier. So I bought it and was fiddling with it, was playing with it, was taking some sample pictures that I kept debating on posting on Instagram or not because I was like, I want to know that this is going to be the phone that I'm going to go to for the foreseeable future before I just start posting, you know, photos that have discrepancies in quality. And I thought the quality on that phone was okay. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to try something else out. So, again, kind of going back to my first smartphone was the Nokia Lumia 920, the the Windows phone, quote-unquote. I decided to go ahead and go with the Surface Duo. So the Surface Duo is a new dual-screen phone. It's Windows' first phone since everything fell out of place with, you know, the Windows, you know, operating system and... Uh, the Nokia Lumias and all that fun stuff. Um, yeah. This is their first phone since then, but it's running on Android 10. Okay. So it's like, okay, I'll pick this one up and see what it's like. So I did, fiddled with it. The camera was like a potato. It was god awful. <laughs> and I'm like, with doing what I do on a regular basis, which is, you know, taking photos of my stuff and posting them online or even doing some basic tasks, that phone is really sexy. It looks really cool, but it has kind of subpar specs. When you're looking at what it does, it had six gigabytes of RAM uh, for a dual screen phone. That's just insane. It had, um, I think, like last year's um, graphic processor on it. Um, It was just, you know, again, it was a super thin phone. They had to make some concessions with the proof of concept. So took that back and actually tonight got a brand new Samsung Note 20 Ultra 5G phone. Oh, flagship specs i'm talking top notch best of the best the only thing that it probably doesn't do as well as another phone is the google pixel 5g and that's just because the google pixels are famous for having the best cameras on any smartphone ios or android they're famous for having the best camera and but this one is right up there punch for punch Really close, great low light, low lighting conditions. It has 12 gigabytes of RAM, nice. and it has this one has 128 gigabytes of internal storage, but can be expanded up to a terabyte. Um, just crazy, and it's got a, you know multiple cameras on the back. The UI is really nice, 120 gigahertz refresh rate. All that to say, it's going to do everything that I want it to do really well, which is upload to YouTube even faster than before with videos. Sure. Um, I've already experimented with low light pictures and various, you know, things in in the den just to kind of take some test pictures. And I'm really, really, really impressed with the quality. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, for me, typically I'm a big iOS guy. Yost can tell you that. And it has its limitations when you're talking about shaving, you know, involvement when it comes to doing certain things. Um, explain. Probably the biggest thing for me is its flexibility with third-party devices. So one of the biggest things that convinced me to go ahead and go to at least an Android device, which originally it was an Android tablet, and I used that to turn it in to get a new phone, um, was using that with um, the system that we use to record our audio for these podcast episodes. But it never worked really well with microphones. Okay. Um, you can't download things online directly to the phone itself. Again, because of the iOS protective system, it's a clean interface. You don't get a lot of nonsense, but also you can't do a lot of customizations or downloads to that phone that aren't within the ecosystem. So you're kind of limited on functionality there. Um, the thing that iOS gets really, really well on any of their phones is the simplicity of the UI and easy to manipulate videos, easy okay. to edit photos. And again, their camera systems are usually really good. Um, now, would you say that a lot of that has to do with just your familiar familiarity with that particular iOS? 
I wouldn't say so. I mean, I've had just about every iPhone that they've made. Um, from the original, you know, iPhone to the 3G to the, you know, I had the iPhone 4S and I've had the 6S and the 8 and I've had the 10s and 11s. The only one I haven't had is the 12 and the 13s, or excuse me, the 13 isn't out yet. The, 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 the 12, um, which is just now coming out. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I've had all the different operating system versions. You know, the most recent, of course, is um, I think it's iOS 14. Um, but again, you're using a very similar system across all phones. And I've definitely, I had the video editing down pat. And I will say that the most user-friendly system that you guys can find, if you want to get into the world of posting content online, um, going through YouTube, and doing it all with one device, which is the difference between Yoast and I, is that I use one device for absolutely everything, as much as I possibly can. And I need that device to be flexible so that I can do that, right? Um, sure. I, I want it to be able to shoot video from it. I want to be able to shoot photos. I want to be able to edit it all on the same device. I want to be able to post it from that device. So I need my device to have a lot of oomph to it. Um, and the nice thing about, I will say, the S20 Plus Ultra is that... Um, I think it's the S20. It might be the N20. I, I always forget the, the actual no, title. but um, I don't keep it with Samsung anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is it can do all sorts of things. Um, and it connects with third-party devices really well. Um, but again, with iOS, you've got iMovie, which is awesome. It is so easy to use, so easy to edit photos, green screens, add music in, all that stuff. That That's going to be the relearning curve for me now that I'm on Android, Yeah, is figuring out the video editing side of it. Thankfully, most of the photo editing applications that I utilized on iOS are also on Android, but of course you don't have applications like iMovie. You have Kinemaster and um, Marvis and a few others that you can use to shoot video and to edit video. Um, well, I'll tell you what I use on Android too. Yeah, you. you I, I want to hear what device you're using. Well, I've always been Android. I started with Android in 2008. I've never ventured into iOS. I've always been curious, but never did. My kids and have have ventured over that way. They're very happy with it. There's things that I see that I like, but I would say probably the most thing that for iOS that I wish we had on Android is their um, text messages, because mm. ours are so primitive. You know, iMessage technically isn't text messages. It's like a you know, it's like an actually network based messaging system. Yes. But you have so much more flexibility with it, and I wish Android would get on that bandwagon somehow or other and make it compatible. But for me, Android is just what I know. It's what I'm used to. I like the flexibility. I like the customizability. I like that not everything is proprietary and costs three times as much as it does from any other device. Um, I've also found that Pixel devices are the way to go for me personally, and I don't mean that for, it's not for everybody. Um, you don't get all the bells and whistles, you don't get the best build quality, you don't get the best screens, you don't get the, you know, uh, the latest features and bells and whistles. What you get is the best camera on the market with the most lightest weight operating system and the most consistent updated version of Android out there. And mm -hmm. to me, that means more than anything. Because I'm, I'm a huge video gamer, but I don't play a single game on my phone. It's all about photos, editing, multimedia, and that stuff. And the Pixel devices, nothing can touch it That on Android. You know, I've never played with an iPhone. But as far as Android's concerned, they have the best camera visuals. And the funny thing is, they don't have the best sensor in their camera. It, it ultimately comes down to their software and how they yes. process the photos. And that's what's crazy to me is the iPhone technically has a better camera. The Samsung technically has a better camera on paper. But when it comes to what photo mine spits out versus the other cameras, nothing can touch it. Um, I shot a golf video the other day <laughs> where I was hanging off the side of a golf cart. I shot that free-handed, and it looks like I was using a gimbal. That all comes down to the software. And yeah. that's why the Pixel devices are to me, priceless. And they come in so much lower because they don't have all the extra bullshit mm -hmm. and bloatware. And I buy it, um, uh, what do they call that, unlocked, so I can use it with any carrier, so there's no bloatware from the company or anything. And the Pixel 5 5G cost me 699 and that to me was a steal. 
and I definitely agree with you. I'd say it's undisputed that the Pixel line of phones have always had, for their generations, during whatever phones have come out with other Android competitors, have always had the best camera. That's kind of the golden standard. Even the, even past iOS um, is, you know, the Pixel phones are the golden standard when it comes to camera optimization with Gcam. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, it's so, to such an extent um, that you can even go online and people will port Gcam. The, like you said, it's all about pretty much like the sensors, the hardware on a, on a Pixel is not very good. You're usually talking like last year or the years before, like processing power yeah, and overall specs. Yeah, my from last year. But that, you know what? It's twice as fast as my Pixel 3 XL. Yes, and, to and me, it's, that's all I needed to do. And and that's really the thing is it's like you will see definitive upgrades and updates from one Pixel to the other in terms of like processing power, in terms of, you know, usually the camera is the biggest thing. They'll add a new feature in there like AR or, um, um, I mean, you know, VR capabilities or like, you know, advanced low lighting techniques and new video HDR plus modes and stuff like that. Um, but again, it all comes down to Google knows what they're doing with the software. Um, and the software optimization for the phones, because again, the overall specs on the hardware is not that great, but when you're talking about software, bar none the best, and you can actually port the Gcam software, um, online, typically to your phone of choice to get a very similar experience to how, you know, lighting and everything is calculated within the system for your device, which is pretty cool. Uh, again, you got to be a little savvy to download the APKs and stuff. One of the best resources for that is XDA.com. Yes. They have the best when it comes to downloads and tutorials and all that. If you're wanting to get into modding or customizing your Android. Which, again, it might be worth any of you guys that have older Android phones or those of you that are wanting to up your experience or up your game when it comes to shooting photos of your software, your hardware and your software for shaving, um, Gcam is honestly the best one out there. Now, I will say that the phone, the Samsung software that's on here for the camera optimization on this phone is one of the best I've ever seen before. I mean, I'm, I'm blown away by how good of the, like the quality of the photos that I'm getting here. Samsung's gotten much better. They've gotten rid of a lot of the bloatware. It's gotten quicker and more precise. I just, I had the galaxy S six edge. I had the galaxy S eight and switching from that to the pixel was just enough for me to not Mm -hmm. ever go back to Samsung as much as I'm jealous of their build quality and their screens, their screens are gorgeous. My screen yes. is not that great, but like I said, for what I need, that's mm-hmm. what I that's why I purchased it. If you're looking for clean, quick, simple with the best camera, that's that's it. But if you want latest, greatest, you know, all features, best processor, more RAM, you know, gorgeous screen, definitely go Samsung. I can't, you know, for sure. And it's no secret to anybody that the the Pixel phones. I mean, you don't go there to play you know, intense, graphically intense games, the highest quality. You don't go there to multitask. You don't go there for a Pixel phone um, because of all these additional hardware features. Um, You go to a Pixel phone, one, because there's no bloatware. So you're not getting um, company-specific, you know, like Bigsby and all the other additional, like, Samsung UI features that you get on there and Samsung-specific features for applications. Um, You're getting base model android no bloatware you're getting a very streamlined system android comparable yeah vanilla android comparable to the streamlined applications you would typically see with ios where it's 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 very what you see is what you get it's it's very user friendly and for the majority of people out there that want to buy a phone out of pocket i mean when you're talking about 600 bucks for a phone with the level of quality that the 5G is capable of. I mean, again, for what I do on a day-to-day basis when it comes to taking photos or filming video, um, those are some of the biggest things for me. But I am also like a huge gamer. Um, I like to game on the go. Um, I like a really fluid display. I like additional features because I'm a, I'm a tech guy. I love all that stuff. 
So I like my phone to be a very robust system or at least have some unique features that kind of offset any of the hardware, you know, discrepancies or, you know, any of the hardware um, where, where it might be lacking. Um, yeah. Hence the Surface Duo, which was kind of a cool concept, and the Motorola Razr 5G, which was a flip phone and a smartphone. And it was really cool and it had 5G bandwidth. But this phone so far has got everything that I'm looking for. The only other phone that's on my radar is like the iPhone 12 Pro Max yeah. coming out next week. Or I, I did kind of eyeball that when I was considering that or the Pixel because a lot of people are trying to convince me to go iPhone. And I'm just like, I'm Android <laughs> through and through. And to the point now where, like, like I said, my tool is no longer a bragging piece. It's a tool. Yeah. And I don't care what it looks like. As long as it does what I need to do it the best that it can. And that's why the Pixel, for me, is the perfect phone. And again, you know, don't take me to say that, you know, I've got the latest no, and greatest I get it. flagship I phone. Get where, I completely get where you're coming from. I used to be that guy. I needed all that <laughs> stuff. But for me now, that's because your phone is all you use, like you said. Yeah. I don't use it as much as I used to. I need it to be consistent and I need it to be good when I need it to. But I had to step up my game and start using my DSLR camera. Mm -hmm. And that's when I started switching hardware. And I'd say probably 70% of my content is now shot on that versus where it was all on my phone. Right. And um, even now, I'm looking at upgrading that my, my camera hardware. My, my, my camera and everything that I have invested in is probably about $6,000 between lenses, extra batteries, flashes, um, wow. all that stuff. But it's 12, 13, 14-year-old hardware. Yeah. The, the video quality, even though it looks good, it's because I do a lot of work to make it look good. It's right. Not, it's not easy to use. It doesn't shoot 4K. It doesn't shoot in slow-mo. I barely get 24 frames a second at 1080p. Oof. And it's the, it's the camera and the lenses that make it look good, but it is a pain in the ass to use. And if I need to stay relevant and continue doing the type of work I'm trying to do, I need to upgrade. And I'm honestly, for the first time in my like, life, I'm looking into Sony cameras. I'm looking at the Sony AR7 IV. It shoots in 4K. It shoots in slow-mo. And it's mirrorless because they're getting rid of mirrors now. Like the DSLR is, is becoming obsolete. Yeah, the technology's caught up. Yeah, and they're so much lighter weight, better battery life, better you know, everything's better at, at half the size. But the A7 IV is three thousand dollars. <laughs> my when I bought my 5D Mark II 12 years ago, it cost me twenty five hundred dollars just for the body, not even including the lenses. You're gonna and, have to start working on those uh, the night shift out on the streets a little bit longer, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Well, like I said, these cooking videos and all that stuff, it's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna justify it. He better be fucking Gordy, Gordon Ramsay because I need to start making that money. But um, that's kind of where I'm at now because, like, I want to stay ahead of the curve, and I know that my technology, even though was expensive then, is not worth what it was then. Mm -hmm. You know, I could probably I'd be lucky to get twelve hundred dollars for the seven grand I have in my backpack right now. So that's sucks because I know I need yeah. to upgrade and I need to expand on my technology if I want to keep continuing pushing forward and standing out. So that's where I'm at right now. <laughs> well, I mean, and again, you said you know your whole thing is staying relevant, and especially with what you're doing now, with what the hobby has kind of presented you with these additional opportunities. And you know, with me, when I was first really getting into video creation and content, my biggest thing was you know I've got to stay relevant. And again, this is a different relevant from your relevant. Yours is like you're getting paid. You're this is a, a potential career for you. Sure. Uh, for me, it was just a drive to do more, to be better within the community so I could set myself apart in terms of quality and in terms of just general fidelity that people could see like, wow, he's using this technique or he's doing this differently. So I kept having this driving urge to be like, set up your shots, make your photos look beautiful, set up the den, have a really engaging and interesting place to view videos, um, have some of the really the, like the best hardware um, in order to be able to do this and have a concrete system in place for editing that that uh, photo or that video so that we can get it posted and people are impressed with the regularity. 
Um, I always had like that driving sense, and I'd still say I do to a certain extent now. Um, probably not as much as I used to. Um, and again, I think that's just because uh, you you read the room and you know the community what they value probably more than anything. And again, I could be speaking for you guys here. You can let me know on on Instagram or Facebook. You know what you really think on this particular podcast, but. Um, what you guys really value is regularity and consistency. Um, I see a lot of people that when they post and they, they post pretty regular. So they're posting either on Instagram regularly, they're involving the community. So there's a lot of community engagement there, which I feel like is very important. Absolutely. Um, but they're also posting on places like YouTube where you guys can view videos very regularly and on time. So you have these expectations and again, Yost and I have talked about it, you know, like if that's just not your ball game, if that's not your thing, then you don't owe it to anybody to do that. But if you're looking for what I used to be looking for, which was getting bigger in the community, which was being more of an influencer, you know, um, having a little bit more, you know, kind of arm in the community to be like, hey, you know, I know my stuff and I've got a lot of equipment here to justify, you know, my opinions on various products and things. Um, I really wanted the level of the quality on my show, um, regardless of whatever it was I was doing, the podcast, Instagram, YouTube, whatever. Um, I really wanted my hardware to match that. And don't let that ever be a thing that you feel like you have to have. Um, I'm talking about really high-end, you know, hardware here. Yoast is talking about high-end hardware for mixed dual purposes, more for a livelihood than anything. Um, but you don't have to have the latest and greatest to post quality content. Don't get sucked into that idea. It's definitely a good thing. And I think it pushes the community forward as anything does. You try new things, you engage with new hardware, you come up with new techniques, you make something personal and your own and unique, and you can propel the community forward to try new things, to look into new options. Um, and that was always kind of my goal. Well, one of the things, you know, again, uh, Reyes Restores, great guy. He's the one that propelled me to start doing podcasting, and now it's evolved into this dual podcast with Yoast. Um, better than before, in my opinion. Um, but, you know, that happened because there was a void, and, you know, I had the hardware and everything necessary to go ahead and get that pushed forward and done. So I started doing that, and it became a really unique and fun thing. Well, I think um, it comes down to what you want too, though. Like if, yes. if you're if you're wanting to be noticed, if you're wanting to get likes, if you're wanting to get followers, if you're wanting to feel you know some sort of you know involvement in the community, consistency is key. You know, I'm constantly posting every single day, whether it's my feed or my story, but it's because that's what I enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. It's it's become a habit now, and it also gives me a creative outlet. But if you're just looking to share every once in a while when you feel like it, then don't feel like you have any entitlement or you have any pressure that you need to. Right. Like I said, it depends on what you're trying to get out of it. If you're trying to get notoriety, if you're trying to get, you know, quote unquote popular, I'm using air quotes, if you're trying to get popular <laughs> in the community, consistency and engagement in the community is key. You're not going to get it otherwise. You know, I don't care how expensive your shave is. I don't care what you're trying to do. But if you're mm -hmm. not involved and you're not, friends in communicating in the community you're not going to get anywhere exactly i completely agree and i think with anything um a lot of where you go you know, whether that's a job or whether that's in wet shaving or you know building relationships <laughs> yeah and it's it's just you meet people you interact you show genuine concern or interest because again when i interact with people i'm genuinely interested to hear what you have to say um, you know, when I interact with people on Instagram, when I like a photo, it's because I actually like it. I'm not just scrolling through like, all right, let's like every single photo. So that way they know, Hey, I'm still alive. And I see that you're alive too. And please follow my things. It's because I'm like, Ooh, I like how they framed that shot or, Oh, I like how they did this thing. Or well, I like this new video that they posted or I like the way it. they did this. Let's Do what? It. I said, let's admit it that no other wet shaving community posts amazing shave of the days like Instagram does. The community yes. is just insane. You know, it went from people just taking just general photos to everybody, almost everybody putting thought in, into their shave, whether it's matching equipment, whether it's um, just staged really well, whether the background mm -hmm. is great, the lighting is great. Everybody is freaking amazing, and I love it. And that's why I think Instagram has the best shave community. I agree because you've got so many people out there that are just so creative in the way that they frame things. It really is like a fingerprint of, 
of themselves. Half the you know, time, I can tell when like, I can scroll through and look yeah. at a photo and know whose it is before I even look at who posted. Yes, it. because they all have their own DNA. Let's I mean, not gonna lie, all my photos fucking look the same. It's all got the water reflection and the water droplets. But like, water's thing. your thing, man. Water it's, is your thing. It's my thing. It's my thing. But everybody has their own spin on it, and that's what's cool. Is I can scroll through. I'm like, oh, I know that's you know uh, Shave Three Two Six's photo. I know that's uh, Mac Shaves. Uh, I know it's Lather Me Whiskers because I know their their style. And I think that's cool because everybody has their own spin on it and everybody makes it different. And that's what makes it so fun. And that's why I think Instagram's the best because for me, I'm a visual person. Yeah. That's why I never got into Reddit because I don't like to read. I lose, I lose interest if it's more than three sentences long. If I, if I can look at the photo and immediately tell that's what, ki- that's what gets me. And that's why I think Instagram, for me, is the best. No, I agree. And I think that's what really drew me to Instagram first. And then I kind of transitioned to other segments of the hobby, which is like Facebook and YouTube, um, all the other stuff, is because I'm a visual person as well. I like that visual stimuli on a daily basis. I like seeing what's new, what's out there, how people are framing shots, what people have to say in the comment section or in the, you know, the little blurb on their photos. Yeah. And everybody's got a unique fingerprint. Everyone's got a really interesting way to frame things, whether that's a very basic way to frame it or a very unique way that's got like all this. You can tell there's a lot of post, you know, photo editing and processing. There's a lot of things that they did to make it look as intense as they did. Um, there's just a lot that some people do out there. And I've always hoped to have something that's very identifiable as far as content creation and as far as you, you my own take on the hobby and how I see it. Yeah. Um, still looking for that, still figuring that out. But again, um, for those of you that have been wondering where I am, I think I found the phone. That's <laughs> but I can, <laughs> Tiff can tell you I'm at Best Buy like every week. I'm horribly indecisive when it comes to tech wear, especially expensive stuff. Um, I want to make sure it's 100% right before I move forward. And again, that reflects in shaving too. If I don't post something or if I don't do this or that, it's because I'm horribly indecisive as to if I'm happy with the final product. Well, Tim, can I ask you this? If you're not happy with this phone, will you consider the Pixel 5? I'll consider it. Again, the, the tricky thing for me is I love the photography on the Pixel, but hardware is a really big push for me. And okay. though I like the vanilla Android experience, because I've had a Pixel, I had a Pixel 3a for a, okay. a period of time, and I really, really love the photos, but the rest of the interface at that time, I was kind of like, ah, it's a little lacking. Yeah. But overall, you know, it's it's definitely I eyeballed the 5G. I've handled one. I really liked it, and I love the new camera set on it. So it's yeah. It's something that I would consider if this phone isn't the phone for me. And again, I would save a lot of money that way too. (laughs) That's true. That's true too. But guys, I know we're approaching an hour here. I know that you guys have been, you know, hopefully really enjoying this episode. We wanted to kind of talk about something a little bit different. And for me, content creation and, you know, kind of building what you want your setup to look like and things available for you to use there's so much out there experiment i'm gonna have to relearn how to do videos through android because i've been so used to ios that's gonna be a fun experience well do you want my do you want my personal recommendation on the best yeah android? let's hear it. you're the professional <laughs> well what i've been using for the past couple of years is called power director now honestly you have to pay for the premium it's like five bucks a month because they can't they won't ever let you buy it outright they make you pay a monthly subscription um, power director is the most um inclusive as far as what the amount of stuff you have you have also not only do you have tons of video editing power you have access to music files um you know um royalty free music any genre you could possibly think of tons of effects tons of add-ons tons of transitions it is the best for android that i have found and i will not use anything else i'll definitely have to consider it because i know a lot of people in the community use kinemaster I've seen a number of people using a few others. I can't remember them off the top of my head, but I know PowerDirector is a huge one. Definitely. Um, I'm very impressed with it. As long as the, because again, for me, simplicity is key uh, for me to regularly post. And that was the one thing that I loved about iMovie is it was so simplistic, so straightforward. Everything that I needed was just a few clicks and it looked exactly the way that I wanted it to look. And it was just, it always amazed me that I could get the quality that I had in my YouTube videos 
doing it all on my phone for the yeah, most I part. Think, Sometimes I'd give... experiment with outside, you know, hardware, but for the most part, it was all edited and done on my phone. Well, yeah, when you get used to familiarity, that is key, and especially being quick and you know efficient. But I think if you give Power Director some time, I think you'll really come to appreciate it. I'll definitely give it a look. All cool. right. Well, again, Yost, thank you so much for being my co-host on the show. Thank you Absolutely. for giving us the lowdown on recent releases tonight. Um, and thank you, all of you listeners out there that have stuck with us on the WSPE podcast. We love you, and we hope you love us too. <laughs> all right. Well, have a good night. You guys have a great night, and we will see you next time on our next episode. So stay tuned for that. Good night. Right. Peace.